0: Coleman Davis. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. It's the Silver Stations podcast. This is our uh, podcast where we build up courage, compassion, wonder, connection, sitting with each other and really examining and reflecting. Um, welcome. This one, we're going one take podcast today. We got a special guest, Mr. Lance, who is um, an old time e-iker. Uh, we're behind Silver Stations and he's actually one of my old students back in Long Beach, We've been connected throughout the
1: years. Young OG with it for the yes. The, the yes, original. Sir. One yeah. of the originals. Like a Power Ranger. Yeah in the
0: first original. We met uh, in Long Beach. I we I was doing some kind of like workshopping and classes and then one of the projects that I had was a freestyle cypher club at lunchtime.
1: Yes sir, so I was hip to that. I was like, man, I can't rap, but I'm trying to figure out what's that like to rap, you know. You know, switch words around, stuff like that. Wordplay.
0: Yeah, and uh Lance just showed up one day in one of the class and one of the sessions and big old smile. Yeah,
1: still got it to this day too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just looking in and I remember he used to he used to walk with me after after my um sessions but and I'd be walking back to the car and they'd have to go to class and then Lance would just follow me and he'd be like with my speaker, he'd be like, keep playing it, keep, keep playing, playing the beat, yeah, keep playing the beat. And, and he, he would keep rapping until I reached the parking lot where he couldn't go anymore.
1: All right, he got to go now. Yeah. I'm going to get the rest of it. I'm going to eat it all until I can. You know, you got to get all that you can on your plate and eat it all. Mm-hmm. So, so I did. And then from there, why don't you tell, share what's, uh, your, what's your journey been like since then? From since then, after that, I went back to my original high school. I uh, went from there. An independent study school because you know I was, I was working on the side from there after that I graduated it was it's a wonderful feeling to graduate doesn't matter where you get your diploma from just get it they don't you know it doesn't matter so after that I graduated high school was working learned I had a little first job at the park and recreation and I learned that wasn't enough pay especially when you out fresh out of high school and you got little pills to, little bills to pay and stuff like that you gotta you know learn how to flow with the, the life of being a grown-up, but you're not grown yet. But just when I was 18, after that, turned 19, I wanted to try the army out, because, you know, life was just like, uh, let me just see what's like out there in the world. Tried the army out, came back, I did security. From there, I've been all over the place. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and why, do you, why why would you say, why would you think, Lance, that I would um, want to bring you on a Soul podcast if you were to? if you were to take a guess? Uh,
1: If I had to take a guess, I would say, I guess because my vibe, how I am. Just everything, like, just that one-on-one connection we got. Mm -hmm. It's just different.
0: So I would say, specifically, but it's definitely the vibe that you have, but also, I think for me, is the resiliency you have and understanding and just kind of knowing your personal history and knowing that your path hasn't always been the easiest?
1: Yeah, it's never been the easiest, but I've never shown it. though. I've always been like the cool, you never know, you never figure, you never would have thought type guy. Yeah. Like, oh.
0: You always carry the vibes, right? Yeah, always. So I think I guess I want to just like for us to discuss and talk about that more, okay, to take a look at that, examine that, and then you know, I think Lance is in a space with us too where within EX yeah, we want to we want to help provide support and whatever way you need, and, um, yeah, just, just continue to see you be a part of everything.
1: So, man, it's a, a great feeling to still be here, you feel me, just be, at a young age, there's so much going on, especially being young and black, you know, we die. we be dying so much, man, it's, it's, a lot of us don't even see that it 21, it's a blessing to see 21, mm-hmm. you know, I just turned 21 in July,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: it's like, I'm grown now, but it's like, damn, 21 came so fast, like. At first, I wanted to be like, "What's what? What be going on in the clubs?" Now I be like, "I don't want to go to the club, even though I'm 21 now. Like, I don't care about that stuff." Yeah, what do you what do you care about these days? I care about things like I'm just trying to. As a young man, I care about fixing my credit. I feel I care about trying to drive. I care about just getting myself to a stable condition for myself, especially being young. You know, we we all have so much we we're trying to conquer and. It's it's things that we get signed, tracked off of because, you know, latest fashion, latest cars, latest everything. But at the same time, I just want to get myself together in the most humblest way and be feeling refreshed. I mean, I feel refreshed right now, but there's certain things you just that's going to sit in your head until you get it done. So I, I just want to get things done for myself. But I know it's going to take a step. It's going to take every little step. It's not going to be fast. Everything comes at a slow pace. But it's going, you're gonna to get to the end of that finish line. That's how I feel like.
0: Yeah, so what is what's going on with life right now? what what, what?
1: uh right now it's, it's tough, but right now I, st- I stay with a friend of mine. I pay one fifty a month for rent, luckily. But the thing is, is it's the, the the area is just kinda tough. It's a tough area. So you do have to be very mindful where you're at. What makes
0: the area tough?
1: Uh just the whole little atmosphere, this stuff, the whole Game banging and stuff like that. I'm not no game banger. I've been pressed a couple times, but you know, you can tell if you if you try to press up on me. Like I'm not scared. Just like I don't bang. Like, you talk to me, you don't understand. I don't game bang. I don't sound like a game bang. It's funny, but it's just like stuff like that. You get thrown off because of the atmosphere. You know, you 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 have a focus, but then you get your, your pivot knocked off. You know, you try to jab stack and you get popped. You know, knocked off from your jab step. So that's how it is to me. You get knocked off because. Of, Side little side tracks, like little things like that. Like you know, you gotta be careful your surroundings. You gotta know where you at, cause you can't just be walking. Like you know, around here your your area you can walk, or in my area you can't walk. You can't walk because of how dangerous it is. They be pressing up on you. You don't know what they have. They have a gun on them or something. And where I live, it's like the headquarters of the hood. So it's like I'm dead there. Like they be, they'll know like hey, you're not from around here. You know, like I gotta worry about. Just everything. I'm still trying to get my license. I- I'm still trying to... I'm still trying to do everything. It's like... Everything's coming out of fastball. But I'm taking it... I'm taking one hit at a time. Like, that's all I'm doing.
0: How do you... How do you not feel discouraged being um, in that environment?
1: I-, I feel like, for me, it's like... The way I grew up... I, I think just my head... just staying calm. Like Because they say when you just overthink and you start stressing, it's just like... It's just your head just go crazy. Like, for me... I just knew how how I grew up and how I want myself to be. Certain things I never had yet. That I still want I ain't never had my own room. What is that like? But you know what? I let that let that like be like, all right, that's my goal to feel like what it's like to have your own room. To be at peace. I mean, I'm at peace right now, but own peace. Your own environment to know this is my environment. You know one can't come in here and say, Well, I can't do it in my own environment. You know, when you're in other people's environments it's like you gotta Establish uh, the The relationship with them Like alright Yeah this is your environment But it's, this is mainly my environment I'm gonna let you sit In this side Of the Of, of the of the corner But this whole little corner here Is mine And then, you know You follow the rules In their environment yeah. You know you, you, You're comfortable But you're not too comfortable Because it's not your environment You're adapting But you don't want to Settle for less You well, still move
0: what was the what was the situation that you moved from into now?
1: Oh, uh, my situation was my mom. I stayed in my mom's crib. I moved out from Long Beach. I was already in the foster system. But mom, I met my mom. Talked to her about, uh, you know, getting a place to stay because you know my my uh, foster uncle was like, yeah, you turn eighteen, you gotta get out of the house. So I didn't take that as a I'm scared. I took that as oh, you meant what you said. So I had to find a, a resource, a reliable resource for it home like I mean I love my mother you know we came a long way I mean being adopted at 14 and you know still being able to love your mother even though you know the whole little system stuff is just crazy so I moved to LA at 18 one mom because she picked me up the, the day I turned 18 moved in with her and you know I I didn't know what it was gonna be like living in LA and I, I I didn't know you know the type of stuff I was going like I have to Figure out like being 18 is cool and all, but like you know, you got bills to pay, you got things to expect from yourself, and you know, especially in a certain environment. Like, I I, I didn't know how to drive at 16, some people did, some people don't. Like, I didn't. Uh, you have bills you gotta pay phone bill, Wi Fi, rent, just clothes, especially when you get either short, when you get skinnier or, or chunkier, you gotta worry about stuff like that. You just it's like how to get to work, transportation, stuff like that. You know, everything you think about that you want to do, like, oh, I want to save money. You can't save money because you have to help out with little certain situations like, oh, you know, your mother, she has, she works, but she's like, oh, you know, I just got this little car, but you know what? I need help paying for this little car, stuff like that. Or, oh, can you help me buy this? So, you know, come out my pocket. Even though I don't have that much in my pocket, I'm willing to give even what I don't got. And that's what i learned like sometimes i'm a, i'm a i'm a yes man i'm a yes person like i always don't mind but sometimes the strongest thing to do is say no because you know saying no it's like you you realize a lot like if you say no it's like all right so you're, you're not you're not gonna listen to this now. because i say no it's like you used to me saying yes that when i say no your head's like oh i can't i can't get this out of him no more because he, he's used to me like, he's used to giving it to me so now it's like, oh, his head's somewhere else. Like, yes, I have things I worry about. I have to worry about myself before anybody else. That's one thing you gotta learn too. You have to work, you gotta focus on yourself before you work about, focus on anybody else. I learned that because I'm a I'm a really great friend. I, I'm not talking that out of cockiness or confidence. I'm just saying my my me myself because I'm a cancer. We we are you know we're cool people. We're good cool vibing people, and we do have like a lot of emotions. We're emotional people, but I mean. It's better to to express than to hold in. Honestly, that's how I feel.
0: With your mom, is it, you know, with with you connecting with her? So I'm back up a little bit. So you were living with her before this? Yeah. Um, and then you were saying that you didn't meet her until eighteen. So I I met you in the you were in the foster system. Yeah, I me also in the foster system. So what was that what was that like um uh, reconnecting with your mom? How did you how did you find that? space to to connect with her again
1: um it was sometimes it's awkward because you know it's like you you don't know your own biological mother too well so it's like you know especially if you come around family and you kind of feel sick in your stomach because all this time you have and no one wanted to get you out the system she's like that sits in your head especially when you sit in the system for too long you've been in the system since you were seven eight years old you feel me like you it, you, you think about sh- Stuff like, oh, why your mother didn't come get you out the system or why your father didn't get you out the system. But then you get out the system, you 18, you grown, they want to show love and affection all of a sudden. But, I mean, it's like stuff like that, it, it sits in your head. Like, you know, you, you've seen parents. I've seen kids because me being in the foster system, I've seen kids go back to their parents like that. Meanwhile, i in the system. I'm like, damn, I don't know when you're going to get out, man. And my first actual foster home was in was a, a, a Filipino family in Bellflower. That was my first family. They chose me and my brother because we're twins. And then from there, my brother, my older brother uh, cut a deal with his people, with the social workers and stuff. It's like, I want all my siblings together. And then it's like, that's why we moved to Long Beach. I never heard of Long Beach until I moved from the system to out here. And then from there, I stayed on the west side. And then from there, I, the little, I had to move to the east side because of the kids. And it's just, you know, expanding. And, like, what happened to me when I was, like, 15, losing a friend. They they they, they thought I was going crazy because I lost my friend. And basically, they, they thought that moving me to the east side, it was going to help me. But all it did was I even struggled over there. I had, I learned how to sell chips. I had to walk a dog to pay my own phone bill. My phone bill wasn't that much, but my brother bought my phone's phone. Like, I, I look up to my older brother, my twin brother, because of the fact is he's been the one guiding me sometimes. Like, I be lost. I do be lost at times, you know. And people say I'm so mature, but at the same time, in my head, it's people that's that's around me that helps me become more mature. Like I'm still little minded, but I'm not little minded. It's like I'm still goofy, And all that? But I have a, a maturity in myself because of the people around me that help me set myself to maturity. Mm-hmm. So it's like just reconnecting with my mom, cause at first my brother he wanted nothing to do with her. He was like, nah, I don't want to do with her. I don't wanna, I want nothing with her. Me, I was like, nah, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna give it a try, you know. I'm a, I'm a, let's give it a try type person. Like, you know, you see what it goes from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, certain things you got to abide by. But at the same time, like growing up, I never had a house key. I never I had a curfew. Living with my mom, I had a house key. So, you know, I'm 18, I had a house key. That was my curfew. My mom never complained. I just told her where I was going. You know, it was, it was, a, it, it was a interesting thing because I never had freedom. Like that, like when I did have freedom, it was not like freedom, freedom. Like people always were like, like my uncle, he'd be like, oh, why are you out? What are you doing? You know, you always just sweat me. But my mom, it's like she'd be like, oh, where are you going? I'd be like, oh, I'm going. My friends, oh, be safe, stuff like that. She's not gonna sweat me because I have a house key as long as I'm fine. She'll call me, let me know if I'm good. But like Cedric, I've slept on the stairs because of the fact that I couldn't come inside the house. We'd argue because of the fact that I came inside the house. Around like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, like. But the thing was, I didn't. I never liked to the be there. Like I just, it just wasn't my atmosphere. How they paid him to, you know, give him give me food stuff like that. But in the end, he was that for himself. I had to. I had to find a way to get money and start selling chips. I had to find a way to get to school like, and walk. Bring extra clothes.
0: What was what was life like in, in Cedric's?
1: Cedric's man. It was. How I can explain it was, it was just, it was different. It wasn't, it was kind of hard, you know. Because, you know, I I have, I have clothes like that. You know, I, I work what I had. You know, you blessed me all the time with clothes and shoes and, you know, everybody else too. And I always, I was always a dude that, I always made it work. I don't care what nobody say. And this day, I don't. Because I know where I've been from, and I, And I, I'm, the, I'm the most genuine nicest, coolest person that you ever at least expect, like, the situations from. Because, you know, my vibe. But for me, it just was, it was sickening because I remember I took a 25 cents off his dresser. He started tripping over 25 cents so I can get on the bus. Like, damn, can I catch the bus? it has been times I walked, I had to bring the extra shirt to school. Like, I had to walk to school, literally, from Gaviota up that hill all the way to school. Like, it's not just one time, it's been just consistently. Like, I walked to school and it's like it's normal for me.
0: So to recap, yeah, you were living in the system
1: lived in the system
0: and then you you were with the foster family Filipino family
1: then I moved to Long Beach because my older brother they're not 14 like you know I got adopted by them because you know what, you you have no choice it's like your family's not coming to get you they saying your father don't want to come get you they say that he's not in your like like he said that he was like yeah we found your father he's saying he don't want you guys I swear to God I remember this shit I was like I was 14 at the time No, I was 13 and a half turning 14 one day I said this And we in the living room, they talk. we discussing this. Like, this is crazy. Like, to this day, stuff like that sits in my head. Like, it just sits in my head. And just the stuff we went through was just, like, crazy. Like, like, I don't know. I I mean, I'm great. I'm thankful they legalized weed. But it's different when you have a conversation with your own blood, knowing what y'all went through through the system. You know, you talk about, oh, you know what? I think such and such was depressed. That's why she did that to us. You know, it's, it's different. It's like this is actually coming out from... People that actually went and lived through the situation, we done, we I done been abused. I know what that's like. I know what that's like. And when you you actually sit down with your own blood that's been abused with you, and y'all talk about it, it's like it hits differently. It's like it was just so much going on. I know that the that mentally abused stuff too. I know all that. I know when you when you get abused and then they try to reward you with gifts, that shit don't work. That don't work for me. Like yeah, it may work when you're young, but if you get older, it's like that won't work. Like, as I got older, because, you know, when you from, when I was from 10 to 12, you know, I was getting, I was getting knocked my, I was getting my head knocked off. Actually, since I was like nine, I was getting my head knocked off. I ain't start, I ain't step up and say, stop touching me until I was 14. Like, you're not gonna touch me. You're not gonna put your hands on me. I'm telling and this is like a a young man that grew around nothing but female figures, but the female figure had a heavy hand. Like, I don't care what no man's saying. Like, a heavy-handed woman can hit. Like, I'm talking about that. man, so I, I, I've I've dealt with the most craziest, harshest abuse stuff. Like I don't know, it's just like I I got battle wounds, I got scars. I think about to this day, but I always just keep pushing. But it's just like it's just crazy because the stuff we went through is like you're not the only one. There's other people too, but these systems, man, it's just crazy how how these kids are treated. Uh, how this how they just use us checks? They're not really treated like if you actually. If you see uh, a foster film that actually gets kids that love them, they're blessed. They're really lucky. Because a lot of these people don't love these kids. They love this check. That's what they love. And that's honestly true. You see these people, they didn't have this and they have that. Then they got like four kids from the foster system. They're getting checks. They're getting like $600, 800 $700 checks. More than that probably. Who knows? I don't know precisely. But I know we was getting checks.
0: So you're experiencing all this. How do you... How do you... How do you keep this mentality? So I'm I'm thinking about everything and it's like from what you told me so far is that foster families,
1: yeah,
0: going through the system.
1: Yeah.
0: You're examining that your mom doesn't want to get you out of the system. Your biological father claims you're not his. Yeah. Um, you're relying on older brother
1: on older to get brother. through.
0: Okay, so then now we're and then you you uh go to the army.
1: Tried it out, hurt my hip. Yeah. And I came back
0: because of yeah. So then you came back living with mom. Yeah, living. And then what's the the experience with mom has been? You said at least you had a key. I
1: had a key. Yeah. I had you a key. freedom. And freedom.
0: then what was the relationship like where you were while you were living with her?
1: Um, I just I mean I respect her household. You know when it's not your house you respect the household no matter what. And I've always been raised with respect. I'm I'm, I'm a man that like, gives like respect. i uh, full of respectfulness. Like I do what she tells me to do. Like she say take the trash so, out the trash, so I don't give its but or what's, because that's almost not my house. Like I, I respect the household. So if she say do this, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't argue. I don't really like to argue. I don't like to fight. That's my thing. I'm, I just like, I'm a mega cool, at peace type dude. Do you think not
0: arguing for certain things that you deserved or that you have wanted like- has ever worked against you?
1: I mean, I was always that kid. I never talked much anyway. I was always quiet. So, it, w- it was a bad thing at the same time. Like, I never spoke up. And I used to get in trouble for that because I never spoke up for myself. And sometimes I still, to this day, I do that. But I speak up now. I'm blunt now. I'm more blunt now than I was when I was younger. When I was younger, I was quiet. I didn't talk. I didn't, like, I want, what if I wanted that toy? I didn't say I wanted that toy. I'd be like, oh, that toy's cool. Like, um. Oh. I started, you know, have like, little emotions. Like, um. Oh. Then they'll get mad, like, you want the toy? Get it. Like, I don't do that. I think that that, that kind of stopped me when I was younger because of me not speaking up because I was always so quiet. So I think it kind of it kind of stopped me, but it kind of helped me because when you're quiet, you kind realize, of realize a lot. Like, you when you're quiet, you, you're quiet because you see, you, you're watching things. You're, you're quiet because of just how you are and what you've been through, like. That's all I was. I was quiet. I was just a quiet little kid. Right?
0: Yeah. So tell me then. So so now that you have the ability over here right now, mm-hmm. what is it? What is it that you? Cause it's, it's, it's a lot, right? There's a lot, right? There's a lot going. There's a lot going on in your mind right now that I can tell.
1: On. My head is like a, it's like a computer. It's just full of stuff. Just full of database. Like
0: it's a lot. So if I was to ask you to just, let's try this. All right. So I want you to just try to as you can just give me give me the the thoughts that are just from what lance wants right and not considering obviously you're going to consider all these things right but what does just lance want in general right what what do you what do you want out of life right now
1: right now to be stable that's my biggest thing to be stable to know how to drive get to transportation because you know what i'm gonna be honest I feel like that's the biggest. That's the biggest access to me, transportation. I rely on so much. I, I I spend so much money on trying to get to places and even working. I lose. I lose a lot of like. I take. I lose about half. Well, not half my check, about twenty five percent of my check, or like thirty percent of my check to transportation because I have to get to working back. So that's the first thing I do. Is like I estimate. All right, I'm gonna get paid $400, 500 I gotta save hundred to get to work, and then you from there you gotta divide that into other things too. It's like you're scorching yourself to save up, and yeah. though even though you want to, you're going to. But it's like eventually, it's always an emergency that happens that you need to use that money. And that's the one thing about me is like I wanna, my biggest thing is I wanna find multiple ways just to make income too, how to make money, multiple ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so much money out here yeah. that nobody's not touching it. So,
0: so what does? Give me all the things that stable looks like. If you if they were things, what does stable look like?
1: Roof over your head. Uh, I thought stables like roof over your head. Transportation. Like your own transportation. Your own peace. Like your own like you know stuff. Your own food. Your own furniture. Stuff like that. I, for me stable is like to know what I finally got to the end of that road to where I want myself to be at. Like I got all the stuff like oh yeah I got I got this apartment, I got this car, I got I got this job that helped me save up. I got this this mentor that's helping me invest my money. Like I, I gotta like you you you're showing me how to do it. I can't do it because of my right the situation. Like I want to do it, but it's like I can't do it right now. It's like I, I can't save right now. I gotta spend the money. It's not it's not because I want to spend. It's because I have to to pay for mm-hmm. that is needed stuff that's needed like credit card. You gotta pay a credit card. You want your credit score to go up. You wanna pay it on time. I don't wanna. Messing my credit. And, and I realized that, like, at a young age, you're going to want this. You're going to want the Flyers chain. You're going to want the Flyers, Jordans. But at the same time, it's like, you get older, it's like, that dies down. Because you, when you talk about stable, you talk about, like, being knowing how to make money at peace. You know, you can be relaxing, wake up, and you have multiple sources of income coming in. That's stable with me.
0: So you want peace?
1: I want peace. Peace. Like, I'm not stressed. I'm not overthinking. Cause right now, it's like I'm overthinking, but I'm not overthinking. I'm not showing. I'm not expressing it. It's just sitting in my head. It's eating my brain a lot. Like, get this done. Get this done. Like, get this done. Get this done. Okay.
0: okay. So what are the what are the main things that you're you're seeking to accomplish
1: right now? Right now, uh, for sure, for sure, I wanna. I was getting my license. I mean. I've, I've got friends that's younger than me. I love them today. I love them. But they've been doing better than me. And I'm not jealous of them like that. But it's like, when you when you first out of high school, you know, you want to get yourself together. But I didn't do that. I, I was trying to get myself together, but I let that pass me up. It's been too long. I want to get that that for sure. My driver license. I want to get a car. But that that takes saving up too. That takes a lot of saving up. I want to, build my credit score up, for sure, for sure, because, I really, I really realized, you know, I just found out, I had a friend of mine, uh, shout out, shout out to shit, man, that's a blessing, man, you gotta charge it, man, that's that's amazing, off good credit, good credit can get you, basically anything you want, in my eyes, I mean, that's how I feel, like, I just want to get the credit fixed, get my credit score up, Uh, just, everything, it's, it's a lot to, to actually express and say, but it's like, it's just the little things I'm trying to get out the way. So
0: you want shelter,
1: shelter, you want for shelter. credit, a, a a a great job too, like a job that I know I can, I don't have to like oh they're not gonna like a consistent schedule, with yeah. a job.
0: What's that What's that job like?
1: Right now I'm I'm used to doing security, um, I feel like sometimes, honestly these 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 jobs that have interviews I feel like you should see their work ethic before anything, cause my work ethic is crazy. I feel like I'm not saying with cockiness. I'm just saying, I genuinely feel that if you give me a, a, a first time to try to work this atmosphere around myself, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to know how to adapt around the atmosphere. Now, for example, when I worked at the movie theaters, I didn't know how to scan tickets. I literally watched them scan tickets. And you know what I did? I started helping them scan tickets. People needed help. Oh, yeah, I'll help you, sir. I'm a security guard, though. Sometimes it's not even part of my duty. But i help because sometimes i just as a security job like a security guard you you do a lot like sometimes i, I do stuff that's out of my way No, that's not like oh that's not part of my post but i still do it anyway
0: so so if you didn't have to work for somebody what job would you want to have
1: if i have to work for somebody uh really honestly this is crazy i always want to work on the radio always even if i even if i had to take the trash out but just to be around people, like, in that in that radio atmosphere. Even though I'm not that good with, like, you know, engineering and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm good with talking. I always want to do podcasts, stuff like that. Podcasts are really cool. You get to talk about anything. Everybody want to be a rapper. I want to be a talker. I want to be a listener. That's what I want to be. I don't know about everybody else.
0: Yeah. So knowing what you know right now what what do you think are the steps that are going to be able to help you if you were to prescribe your own life right and think about what it is that you need to do in this mind space and in this head space to start to begin to accomplish those things
1: for sure for sure i feel like you gotta map it out plan it out, and take each step at a time like first worry about one thing then get the other one done but because I feel like if you actually take your time and map out yourself like all right this is what I want to do this is me right now I'm 21 I want to I want to get my license all right I got to I got to I got to go online There's DMV uh what, what put up a what's that what is that called and you got to um you know you got to go online mm mm-hmm. and for an appointment make an appointment for DMV cuz okay. it's called I get an appointment for a DMV I for sure, make sure I pay my credit card on time. You know, I've been, I've been kind of, not lagging, but I missed one payment because of the fact I didn't have no money on me at the time. Mm-hmm. But make sure I pay my, my credit card on time. My brother, you know, credit's so crazy because even my brother makes sure he asks me, like, you've been paying your credit card? Mm-hmm. Like, that, uh, saving up. But it's just the environment. It's just, it's so tough, though.
0: What is, what is the hardest thing about the environments that you're
1: in? It's just where I'm at, just the atmosphere of people having to save like have to buy groceries all the time for every other every other day, you know, uh, using using your money majority for transportation. That's mm-hmm. that's that's where the majority of my money goes to. That's for transportation and getting there and back paying bills, paying my phone bill, paying the rent, paying for groceries paying for my haircut, wash my clothes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and honestly, my clothes can't even fit me no more. Cause like you know, I lost weight, mm-hmm. so my clothes are baggy now. So I have to, you know, I just now it's like I really want to work just to work and just to, just stack now. Cause you know, I don't got clothes, I don't got none of that. I, I don't. My clothes are big. <laughs> I can do the before and after type with my mm-hmm. pants. Um, so it's just tough. Cause you know, yeah. you know, being in the hood, you you're gonna. Have that hood mentality. You don't want to be the flyest young nigga. You're gonna be want to have all the change. You're gonna be want to have to try the flyest BMW. You're gonna want to get put onto the hood. Now, some people don't. I don't, for example. But it's peer pressure around here. They're gonna. You you. It's just. A, it's a lot. It's a lot going on.
0: What is that that keeps you from wanting those things? What do you think keeps you from that keeps you humble? Why Why do you think stability and peace is what you seek? When the environment isn't
1: isn't that, I feel like because I've never had that type of environment. I mean, the, this environment right now we have is like that, but I want to have my own. Like I want to see what that's like, because of the fact of what I went through. I've never, like, uh, grown up. You, usually, you have you meet kids, and the kids have everything handed to them. It was never handed to me. So it's like it's different. It's I don't care about oh, what I'll do driving. I don't care about I'll do got. It's just I care about myself. I care about the long like uh, what what's life gonna be like for me? I always I never thought like I'll be like oh I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like this and that at 21. I always thought like what is life gonna be after the system. We're going to be at after the system. Because we're stuck in that system. We're stuck in the foster system. That's all we did was live our life off of the same pair of socks, same pair of shoes. Actually, not even same pair of shoes. Less than that. But we we, we were gifted with some things, but we got it taken away because how we acted, you know? But at the same time, it's like it sucked because all we knew was the foster system. Like, that's all we really knew. I don't even know my family like that. Real. Like, be honest with you. Like, my mom, she'd be like, "Oh, you remember your Auntie this and that?" No, I don't. I really, I genuinely don't want to be around her like that anyway.
0: So, so do you feel like you really know your mom?
1: Not like that. I know her, but I don't know her like that really. So she, when
0: you say you know her, but you don't know her like that, like I got know.
1: I know a little bit about her, but I don't know her too personally well. Like how she is. Like I know, I know she she fought an addiction. She she fought that. And, she became clean and became a, a, nurse and stuff like that, but I don't know, the the side how we ended up in the system. I don't know, all that.
0: You never you never asked her or wanted to understand that.
1: Nah, I I, I feel like because she's a a, a person like she, it's kind of kind of odd to talk try to like converse with my mom stuff like that. That's how I feel. Especially with my little brother, like her and my little brother, my little brother, he's the one that actually says everything that gets off his chest. You know, he'll say some crazy stuff like, "You never, like, you were never there for us," and you, you, you don't, you're not my mother. Like, he says some crazy stuff, but at the same time, it's like it, it's different because you don't know what he went through. You don't know how it was like to to see people with their family and like, what's that like? Be with they pops and be with they their mom and just be able to have what they never had what they found.
0: If you could ask your mom questions, what well, questions? And it wouldn't be awkward.
1: Like what what questions would you want to know from your mom? Why was it hard for you to come get us? That's my first name. Like, why was it hard? Are you I uh, like that's all I wanted to ask. That's all we really want to know. It's like how was it hard to come get us out the system? But I know If I had to guess, I feel like she wasn't passing the test. I don't know. I really don't. Honestly, if I had to guess, I really don't know. But that's my question. That's my first. Because that's the type of question that sits in my head. Why was it so hard? Like, I had to wait until I was 18 to leave the system. I chose to get adopted because I had nowhere else to go. You know That's why I chose to get adopted. That's the real reason why I I, I got adopted. We've been with this family for six years, right? Usually, like, kids don't even be with foster families for six years. They usually there. I met people that was only there for like a couple of weeks and went back to their mom, or like a couple of months went back to their family. My grandma was too old; she couldn't take us. She's better than now.
0: So was that part of the reason? After you graduated, you went into the army.
1: I ran into the army because I was I I was uh, I was kind of like I was broke, and I I didn't think logically about how to make more money, and and I was just going to. Through too much, I, I was, I didn't have enough, I didn't have no money at all, I didn't have anything, I said, I said, fuck it, I'm going to join the army, see what that can do for me, and it, it, it was cool for a moment, but what I joined, I joined infantry, I wasn't trying to be in infantry, I was trying to be like a could, there's something like, you can't reclass until you complete your contract, then I'm getting other people saying like, oh no, you can reclass. What does it mean to reclass? That means to switch to a different job. You know, my job was like a, a fighter, like in the front line type infantry, but I want to be like in the kitchen, like, cause you know, to me, I'm like it's safe, it's cool. You get to cook food, non nah, kind of combat stuff. You know, I'm, I'm I'm the funny black dude. That's why I, I ain't no killer. I'm I'm more like I'm, full, I'm fun, cool. I, I ain't trying to be like a white dude special ops. I have people like that rangers. I want to be rangers, special ops stuff like that. That wasn't for me. I'm like, you know, you be like, What are you here for? I'm here for the benefits. That's what I said. You hear people say, Oh, I wanna kill people. That's not what I'm here for. Me and you want two different things. So when I heard my hip, I wanted to reclass. They didn't want they didn't let me. They was like, No, you can't reclass. So they gave me a choice to either get recycled, do it again, or leave. I said, Oh, I'm gonna leave. That's fine. I'm not I at all.
0: So you didn't feel like what did you feel like that time was? Did you feel like it was worth it? Did you feel like it was? A,
1: uh... I feel like it was worth it. It was fun. It was worth it. I got the chance to see the South. I've never been to the South. My dad's from Tennessee, so you know it's like I got a chance to see Atlanta Airport and see all the, the black Junior love. It's number majority black people out there. Like, you know, I feel like Atlanta really is Black Wakanda. Honestly, mm-hmm. like yeah, we we're headquarters. Hollywood's headquarters for like everything music, entertainment, all that. California, but Atlanta. That's, that's the true black Wakanda. I seen I seen so much black people at restaurants like that worked there, or at, at that worked at the airport. Like, I ain't never seen so much black people in one space before that worked all in, all in the same area. How I was that, amazed. How that make you feel? That shit made me feel good. I was like, yeah, I gotta come back here again. The, but I gotta come out the right way because I, I, only, I only came out to see like the base perimeter of the, the army base. You feel me? I didn't get a chance to actually see like the actual ATL or that, you know, I I still want to see that. So it's like, it, it was cool though. It was really cool to see like, to meet Southern people, and to to see that black excellence actually like exists like in the in the in the state.
0: Yeah, what is what is black excellence Steve?
1: Just seeing black people conquer like you know, have businesses everywhere, being able to. To see black wealth everywhere, I mean everywhere, like it's it's amazing. I'm I'm fascinated.
0: And it inspired you, made you.
1: It, it really did inspire me. It, it it made me think like there's so much out there in the world that you don't know about. Even in uh, and uh, I met a girl. She uh she used to live in Vietnam, and I asked her like you know is more freedom out there, huh? She's so, like yeah, you don't gotta worry about like you know. Walking to a store alone by yourself out here. You gotta you got worry about stuff like that because you don't know who's gonna kidnap you out there. You don't gotta worry about that. You can go to the store by yourself. Actually, you people are more crazy out there than out here because you're different. You're, you're black. You're a different skin. You're you're rare. You know, every, out there, everybody looks like you know, so it's like that'll teach you respect. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's it's different.
0: So you, so you see this in the Army. You get to see new places, yeah. you get this discipline going through boot camp, you learn a little bit more about yourself. Yes sir. Take us to how that leads up into the present day now.
1: Uh, I came back, I didn't have a job at the time. I was staying home, I was in the house all day. And My brother was saying, man, you gotta, you gotta get a job. I've been looking for jobs, you know. Now, I was first 18, I couldn't find a job that good. so. My first actual job was support, and I, I honestly I can say probably about out of like two of my jobs, because I've, I've had like four jobs probably. I think my first my first job my brother helped me get that job kind of in a way. Uh, the security company I work with, I'll, my brother helped me get that company. Like he was working at the company before me. Like uh, I work for like Universal, they don't care, they're kiss their ass, they're kiss their ass to keep clients. I don't I don't kiss ass, I don't do that. Like, like when I worked at the hospital in Gardena, this is when COVID was, like, crazy. I'm talking about crazy. Like, I had to, like, wear the plastic stuff mm-hmm. and take the to freezers and stuff like that. Like, crazy stuff. As a security guard? As a security guard, yes. When was this? Uh... This is probably, like, late April.
0: And what was that experience like?
1: Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. I ain't gonna lie, it's a lot. It was a lot because of the fact of... Everything that was going on, the COVID stuff, you got to see c- people come in for COVID, people come in for drug stuff. It was just like, you you just had other things to worry about. You always had to see if, if, if there was a cold blue. That means like a person dying, like trying to get revived off like from, like you know, being sick. Also, they had the uh, COVID people like sealed off in, in like, you know, tight places like like you have to wear protective gear to go in there excuse me. Like you gotta go in there with protect the gear. All we really did, all security really did was excuse me, was go in there. Uh if if they if they did pass away off of COVID, we uh check and see if the tags are right. But we don't touch the tags. We we just tech we just, you know, check on them see if they're good. We don't put the, the tags on our toes. That's not our job. I once got in trouble because I had some lady at the front desk try to give me a tag. And she tried to have me put the body, like the toe, the tag on the toe, and the people from the morgue is like, "Nah, you can't do that." Even my boss didn't know that. He's like, "Yeah, you guys can't do that. Cause if you guys, if you guys put that tag on that body, it's not the right body. You guys are gonna get in trouble. You guys are gonna get playing for that." So I'm like, "Oh yeah." So, so why was that
0: responsibility getting given to
1: you? Uh, it was given to me because of the fact that my post was, uh, how we how we handled like you know all the situations at the post. Like it was given to me because of the fact that, that we needed a tag for that person. You know, we always make sure they have a, a top tag, like a tag on the body, like on the bag, and a tag on the toe. And at that time, the toe tag was missing. So I'm like, yeah, we they got it, and they have to take it to the the funeral home. So it's like, you know, we had to make sure they had that tag. You know, to make sure it's yeah. confirmed that this, this this is the right body yeah. and the right person. And I was given the task by my boss, my manager. And he was like, yeah, you have to go get the tag, go ask you about the tag from the lady from the front desk. She gave me the tag, it was like, here, put it on. You. I'm like, put it on. Like at first, my my dumb self probably did it. I'm not gonna lie, probably did it. But I was like, no, 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 no. no. When they told me that, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't like touching dead bodies anyway. It's just the job itself, it was like they paid fourteen twenty five to risk yourself to risk yourself to clean up blood. Actually, it's not my job to clean up blood. Like, honestly, just working over in that environment, we used to get blamed for everything. Like, security was the first people to get looked at for anything. Then it'd be dumb stuff like, oh, we have a client. He wants to go to our car. They wants to go to their car and get their, something from the car. So, why are you asking us? That's not our job. You have to ask your director of the hospital. Like, it's common sense. like, we don't have every answer. Like, like, we get blamed for everything. The pay wasn't enough. I got socked in the jaw. Probably on my second week or first week on the job. Off a dude off like four or five bars. xanaxes Zenex, Uh, basically came in. Uh, He was kind of like tripping out, paranoid. Saying, I gotta go, I gotta go. Legs messed up. I'm talking like kind of broken. He Like he's limping. And uh, I'm like, you can't go nowhere, man. And I turned my head. I turned around. He stopped he he decked me and it's just me and this nurse it's quiet it's a off too it's quiet and you know the nurse she's cool she's like um I don't need you disrespecting my my security guard cause what I did was I'm not gonna lie I said I said young black man I squared up fast but I'm like no 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 no. let me let me let me refresh myself let me understand this is a working atmosphere so I told my boss what happened he was like oh don't square up even you if he hit you, he could have hit back because he, he he hit you. But I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. The dude's off like five bars. It's like, nah. So I just like, I was like, nah, this is crazy because I've seen it all. Seen P- people off PCP, people coming drunk, people come in sick. But like, it's just the stuff we had to handle was like, we need more pay. You need more pay. We deserve more pay.
0: So what gives you hope? What keeps you going? What makes you what makes you believe that everything's gonna work out?
1: Being positive, even if sometimes you feel like you second guess yourself. You just, just staying positive, just staying calm. And people like you, Ray, and and you need helping me, cause you guys do guide me. I'm I'm grateful. You know, I told you guys that like when I first walked in. But I told you guys that cause I, I mean that like honestly, if I didn't have you two or Grego and everybody else, the whole rest of it, it yikes. I don't know where the hell I'll be at. I don't know. Damn near I might be in a damn bitch. I don't know where I'll be at, honestly. I'll be kind of like a, a guy with all these, these feelings I need to express, but I'm not going to express it because I can't. But, so conversation, and here, and just e-yikes, it's like, you can express yourself. How you feel. What do you feel like? What's on your mind?
0: What's, what? What's the power of expression to you?
1: To me, it's like, to so express yourself is strong because it's like you you have so much holding in. I mean, when you hold it, when you hold it in so much, it's like it's like it's like a, a genie in a bottle. You have you have one genie in the bottle, right? But if you have another genie in the bottle, it's gonna it's gonna probably crack and bust open because it's too much. So like it's like you when you express yourself, it's like when you if you don't express yourself, you hold it in too much and it's gonna crack. It's gonna burst randomly. Then you are gonna either black out. And if you black out, you're going to regret what you did. So when you express yourself, I feel like you, you feel more, more at peace. You feel calm. You feel more relief. You feel more less tense when you express how you feel and what you think. And that's how I feel. You get to express yourself. You feel more, I'm so glad I got that off my chest. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's how some people feel. When you express certain things, you feel like, you know what, I'm glad because I was sitting in my head too long. I probably would have just overburst about it. Yeah. So that's how I feel. When you when you express yourself,
0: yeah, it's powerful. Who do you, who do you think, like you represent? Like if people are when people watch your life, and look at what you've done, who do you, who do you represent as you move through life? I feel like I represent
1: people that, that. That that go through trials and tribulations, but that still know how to keep a smile on their face, and know how to keep going, and know how to just, no matter what. Strive. I feel like I represent people that, that never thought they can could be something or go somewhere or just facing difficulties like depression and stuff like that or just lost. I feel like I I feel like I represent those people because I I've been I I faced depression. I told my brother that. The nigga laughed at me like damn, like this shit serious. Like when I told him I was depressed, I faced depression. I, I really was. Like I I have the mental black side by my head type depression type. Like you just. Your mind's blank. Your mind's black. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really express yourself. You just hold it all in. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I feel like I represent those type of people that never thought they can be something or go somewhere. You just got to fight for it. You just got to keep going. You got to gotta push through it all. Yeah. It's like, you, you. where do you want to see yourself within two years or three years? Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel like. Where do I want to see myself in two years?
0: So that is the conversation with the incomparable Lance. Um, a little update, we did that um, actually yesterday and as of yesterday, Lance has moved in with us temporarily um, until December. So he's gonna be doing work for homemade meals, He'll be doing some conversations, things, some streaming. As you can hear, he's got a lot to share. He's got a big personality, a lot of love, magnetic personality. So you're gonna really use this time to build up skills. And hopefully we have things of use to share and teach and impart and learn from Lance as well. So um, I'm really looking forward to the journey and really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to someone that's uh, really important to us, has a really important perspective in the world, and is for sure going to be doing big things. So you'll be hearing more from Lance. But yeah, hopefully y'all take care and let those people that you hold important in your own life know how important they are and just share that love, give that love. You never know how it'll hit them as they grow older. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Much love. Peace.